Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Tar Heel Prescription, a student-run podcast here at the UNC School of Medicine. My name is Abdul. My name is Peter, and today we are going to talk about the bugs that will become your best friends throughout medical school. That's right, folks. It's time to talk about micro. Our special guest for the day is Dr. Donato. Dr. Donato, thank you so much for being here. If you would please tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do here at UNC. Sure. It was great to do this. I'm, uh, I'm excited. As I said, I've never listened to a podcast, <laughs> so this is fun to do one. Um, I'm an associate professor in the Department of Microbiology and Immunology. I actually got my PhD here at UNC um, back in the day in this department. I'm a bacteriologist by trade. Um, I did my postdoc at WashU in St. Louis. I worked for 10 years at UVA as research faculty, and then I came back here. So my entire career has been in bacteriology, in bacterial pathogenesis, working on bacteria, bacterial toxins. And my role here is no research anymore. I'm totally uh, on the education track. So I teach medical students. I run all the micro labs. I do the labs for undergrads. I was the course director for dental um, micro and I'm the course director for the micro portion of MED for the summer program. So, all micro. (laughs) That's incredible. And as you all just heard, Dr. Donato oversees the micro lab that our first year medical students will be starting next week, which is very exciting. I remember it was the best part of POM. And Dr. Marcia Hobbs is the current director of the microbiology coil seen throughout foundation phase, but Dr. Donato will be transitioning into this role next year in 2023 and has a lot of great insight about studying micromaterial and enjoying microlab and POM. So getting things started, could you tell us about microlab and what students will see and be expected to do throughout this lab? Yeah, um, I like that this uh, medical school still has a lab. Um, a lot of them have been cut out of um, medical school curriculums, but I think it's important because it shouldn't be thought of as separately. It should be part of the course, and the lab should be, I think it should be fun. <laughs> it's uh, low stress, um, clinically relevant. Um, it's definitely clinically based, and it's all surrounds the organisms and more diagnosis than anything else. So what I tell students all the time is I'm not trying to make anyone a PhD microbiologist. <laughs> I'm not trying to make you guys clinical microbiologists in the lab. But if you understand the theory and the concept behind the tests that those clinical micro people do for you, um, you understand how to interpret tests that you'll get results of, what the caveats are, um, what things mean. And in a bigger picture, I think all allied health professionals, you are... um, you're out there to, to speak to everyone about science and medicine. And right, I think yeah. the last right two years has shown us that the average person on the street actually needs to know micro, right? Absolutely. And you're their ambassadors. So that's what I hope micro lab is. So there'll be lots of things about individual pathogens, bugs, gram positives, gram negatives, enterics, upper respiratory tract, and all the standard kind of tests for differentiation. Absolutely. All the words that you use to describe micro, I can say, <laughs> have resonated within me. And surprisingly, it was fun. It definitely <laughs> was fun last year. So I'm hoping the first years will hopefully reciprocate some of that. Yeah. And, and I will say, I think seeing it in person is kind of cool um, instead of just watching it on sketchy all yeah. the time. So seeing how it looks in real life is is very helpful. Moving on, can you tell us a little bit about the micro content covered in POM? Yeah, micro, as you know by now, right, after going through a year, um, encompasses so many different things, right? It's bacteriology, virology, parasitology, mycology, (laughs) like everything. And those, the way we see it, are different disciplines. But as a whole, you see it all together. So it's huge. It encompasses everything. So throughout your first year POM, um, it's to get you all on the same page as a background for this. Because there's, as you know, micro is not a prerequisite for med school. So everyone coming in has 
general biology, they probably have biochem, but micro could be its own language. So the purpose of it is not to learn specifics as much as it is to learn the overview of all these classes of organisms, how they're similar, how they're different, um, what types of infections they cause, um, and then you'll learn the specifics in the organ-based systems. How should students approach learning microbiology content throughout the foundation phase to succeed on assessments both in the lab and in medical science courses? Um, People learn differently. <laughs> I did grow up in the age of you memorize stuff, but you guys have way too much to memorize. So I think that's not the way to go. So I think for micro specifically, um, there are a lot of organisms. So individual organisms throw people for a loop. So I think it's good to start taking things and putting them in classifications, putting them in groups, breaking them up, making your own charts, rewriting things, making your own mnemonics. Um, I think all that is helpful for micro specifically, because I don't think there's another discipline when there's so many individual organisms and terms that could be semi-unrelated unless you start to put it together. I also think micro is, instead of memorizing everything, it's very helpful to understand the general themes um, as a whole and then memorize specifics for individual organisms. So if you can see the theme, you'll see, oh, this comes up over and over. All these organisms kind of work the same way or have similar toxins, right, yeah. they do the same thing, right? All pore-forming toxins make holes. <laughs> mm. Now you just have to remember which one belongs to which organism. Instead of starting from the beginning and say, I have to know everything about Staph aureus and try to memorize Staph aureus. But put it in context, I think makes it You're easier. kind of starting with a bird's eye view of yes. what organism yeah. we're looking at and yeah. then honing down and narrowing Yeah, and the it. way this curriculum is said, it's organ-based already, right? Right, exactly. So when you get to the lung, <laughs> there are going to be things that could cause lung cancer, right? But there are going to be viruses and bacteria and fungi that could also cause infections. So but you start thinking, lung. right? They all have this in <laughs> yeah. common. Yeah. So which also tells you things like uh, they could survive in the presence of oxygen, <laughs> right? <laughs> so instead of, instead of just memorizing, this does this, this, and this, and I feel this same way about lab. It's not to take an organism and look at a table I make and say positive for this, negative for that, grows here, sensitive to this. It's to think in the bigger picture, what makes sense. Right? So I think that's a one way to start. Well, since we're talking about studying for micro, what are your thoughts on third-party resources such as first aid or sketchy uh, to learn the micro content? Yeah, um, as I was saying yesterday, they're odd for me because that's not how I learn these organisms. <laughs> Quite different. Right? Yeah. Uh, they actually are harder for me because I go and look at them and I'm like, What's the connection there? That's not how I think of it. But for students, I could see it's useful because if you have no other connection to an organism, something visual, a story, and I was telling Peter yesterday, um, I remember lots of organisms, not because I learned them in a list, but the story that belongs to them. Right? We talked about Legionella. I think about that because Legionnaires disease. Legionnaires had a convention in Philly. They were at a hotel. There was um, big air conditioning units. That's where Legionella survives. So dot, dot, dot. So I never have to stop and think, what's Legionella's cause? <laughs> but um, for students, I think it can be useful. We were talking about Staph aureus. Uh, do you know what the story is for Staph aureus and Sketchy? <laughs> they, they have it set up as Moses and holding a staff. Okay. And, and they have like different colors. So like purple yeah. for gram positives and, okay. um, and coag and like the Red Sea kind of separating. Right. So they have like little stories, but I think it would relate more to the students. Yes. Yes. Like... So, but if you could remember it that way, great. I tell students, I know Staph aureus by looking at a plate because it's yellow, right? It's golden. So if you could keep a story in your head, whether it's golden from Sketchy or I I know it because aureus comes from the Latin. Um, it means golden. It was, I believe, even a Roman coin. So if you could think of that. But I think of it because mm. AU, aureus, yeah. on the periodic table is gold, right? So if you know that, you'll never forget the staph aureus is yellow. 
golden color and that's in your head well i definitely won't forget that that's now. what i'm saying <laughs> if you know the period right i mean so if, so if you have that it's not something you stopped and memorized it's not something that you're gonna um go oh what is it it's like it's always there and that's how i feel about a lot of things in micro but for also for studying i think for micro if you start putting things together mm-hmm. hot you call them buzzwords i call them kind of highlightable things um ones that always go together if you see them in a vignette then just Think of mycobacterium. You think of mycolic acid is in its, you know, outer membrane. Um, and you think of TB as a mycobacterium, but all the my- mycobacteriums and acid fast. So that's the way you have to state. So just keep those words together. Okay. You think yeah. about pastorella. I could bet you money <laughs> if you ever see a pastorella question, it's gonna do with a dog or cat bite because it's normal flora in there. Mm-hmm. So, but you'll never hear of pastorella otherwise. Um, I was trying to think of other ones that you'll always hear. Right. Um, rice water, ah, diarrhea. Yes, uh, cholera. So if you ever hear cholera and rice water stools, um, they'll always go together. Uh, side note, a friend of mine actually got cholera, and we were in grad school together, which was great because we're both pathogenesis people. She was doing her postdoc one place, I was another. And she wrote me and said, oh, my God, I actually got it, and it's just like that. It is. <laughs> you lose so much fluid that you end up losing, you know, other debris. Um, so those things will stick in your head forever. If you ever see um, a fried rice case, right? Keep in your head. Da 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 da. We're eating fried rice. They left it out. It was in the fridge. They got sick. Think Bacillus cereus. That's the link. You'll never have another Bacillus cereus question. It's a spore form or to keep those in your head. So there are links that always go together. Right. Yeah. And that's how I would do it for those. Other ones you can't. Like staph and strep, they cause infections all over the body. Of course. Yeah. But it's also like geographical determinants, yes, like Death yes, Valley and yes. Ohio Basin River. Yes. You know what's really good for that? Um. Um. All the um fungi. So fungi mm-hmm. think geographic location. If you see, I told you I did my postdoc at WashU. It's in St. Louis. If you see histoplasma, it's endemic to the Mississippi Valley. So there were people in St. Louis who had histo. Um, If you think of Brazil, if you think of different parts of the world, that those should be those little key words that jump out at you mm-hmm. and you go, okay, it may not be the answer, right? Yeah. But it's the first thing you should think of. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And there's lots of those. And that's what I would do for things that are not all over the body kind of infections that yeah. you can't distinguish whether it's skin or heart or, you know, because staff course, is yeah, all yeah. those. Um, on the topic of studying, where do you think most students struggle or go wrong when learning micro content and this sort of introductory phase to medical school? Yeah, I worry students in all classes, not just med students I worry that they try to memorize too much and there's too much material I mean what you guys learn in weeks is an entire course right right Um, I worry they try to memorize too much and I worry students look only at the slides and they use the slide like a book and they turn the page and said if I know everything that's on this slide I'll know everything Um, I don't think that's the best way I think slides should be there as a um, outline as a skeleton and what someone speaks about what they really say is the explanation around it. So you guys have um, access to lecture capture all the time. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, look at your slides, but hear what they say and kind of write your own notes on your note. Say, these are the points they pulled out, but what did they really mean about that? How do I put it in my own words, what the idea is about? Oh, show it a picture, put down a few words and comments, but this is what I think it all means. Um, I think there's too much. I'm going to be told exactly what the questions are going to be <laughs> from the lecture. So I'll just memorize exactly what everyone said. And that's, you know, PowerPoints aren't the end all be all, they're, course, but they're yeah. highlights. So I think that's a big problem. I don't know. Do you study that way? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's what I was going to ask you next. I feel like 
like right now we're learning the micro content for the purpose of doing well on exams yeah. and purely for that reason. But how would you encourage students to approach learning micro content for the bigger picture so when we're in the clinic, we can apply it? Yeah, I was uh, sorry that that was the case, that you think you're memorizing for an exam. <laughs> Um, but like I said, micro goes across every discipline. I like to play the game of name a medical discipline and I could give you an organism that could be involved in it. And you can for everything down to psychiatry, right? Um, so it will be there. <laughs> you will, especially general practitioners, will definitely see all kinds of infections. So once again, I think you have to think in the big picture and then work your way down. And also think clinically, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. It's the kind of like... A horse is a horse. It's not a zebra until you eliminate the horse, and then maybe it's a zebra. So this is how you learn to do differentials anyway. Um, but this is how you should think of the science, too. What's the most likely? Mm -hmm. What's the things that pop in my head? Um, and then work your way to the oddballs. And that's how almost I think you should study micro. Mm -hmm. There are such common general themes that are um, overriding that they all follow this except so learn the common ones, know the exceptions. Um, exceptions are also great, not only as questions, <laughs> but in real life. They're the, the oddballs, the outliers, the only one that isn't, right? Um, so I think in clinic, I'm probably different than most people. I talk to my doctor, my general practitioner doctor about micro. I go in with a, I was in, I don't know, Mexico, this is not three years ago, or <laughs> and dot, 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 could this be that? Or it looks like this, or I work in a lab, so I am exposed to things that your average person isn't exposed to. Can yeah. that be something that matters? Um, and she's really good because, you know, she came, she went to med school here, actually. She did MED, all that. Um, so she's good about, like, talking back to me on, like, terms that I know and understand and why that would be valid and why it's invalid and when it's unlikely. So as a clinician, I think you have to think, I've learned all this. What makes sense? Right? When we were talking about parts of the body, what makes sense? Right, yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's I think we had some of that emphasized in our respiratory block when talking okay. about pneumonia. Yeah. Where most likely is as pneumonia. You're not going to jump to like PJP or a fungal infection. Right. What's right. common is common. Yeah, right. Not that it can't be, but when you go through the normal. But then you think, okay, has someone been someone else um, where they're inhaling stuff from the dirt that would be different that isn't here? Exactly. Right? Those well, associations right? again. Yes. So I also think doctors have to really get a good history when i say i go in and i already tell my doctor stuff but for most people they don't my parents don't right um so the idea that you say okay what do you do in your livelihood where have you been lately and they may think that does has nothing to do with it i was in mexico i wasn't sick there right, right? but you're bringing out the oh you were somewhere else what's endemic there exactly. what would you get the next person wouldn't get you have know? you been cleaning out a barn with yes. bat droppings yes so. yes i mean in the u.s we don't see many parasites right as yeah. infections but other parts of the world you totally do absolutely so if someone's been in costa rica that's much different right so you know gi tract problems are very common right mm -hmm. there are lots of causes of diarrhea but being in the u.s you think of totally different things than if you think of someone being in another country so i think that's where you have to keep your mind great advice speaking about fungi and bacteria <laughs> and all that what is your favorite bug whether it's micro uh, or macro this is unfair because my favorite bug is poly bordetella Bordetella. Because I worked on it for so long. Okay. I did my postdoc on one of the toxins of Bordetella. Um, I worked at UVA on different toxins of Bordetella. So that's probably my favorite. <laughs> I worked on TCT, and I also worked on um, the adenylate cyclic.
place. I am proud to say that I recognize Bordetella pertussis. <laughs> so the way it looks, the way it smells weird on plates, actually. The it's way hard it to shows grow. up on New World and exams. <laughs> okay, how does it show up? What do they bring up? As whooping cough. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's all you need to that's know. That's all you need to know. <laughs> I, but I like to make the case that you know there are cases that are coming back, so it's totally vaccine preventable, right? Mm-hmm. And right. It's, it yeah. hasn't been eradicated, but it totally is. Um, have you seen the commercials? I don't know if anybody that's listening to this watches commercials anymore, but there's a great set of public service announcements that are um, like ice cream. It's not just for kids anymore, Bordetella, you know, whooping cough, or like amusement parks. So all these things, it's not just kids get it anymore. Yeah. Uh, I think those, those are great actual ads. So, yeah. so Bordetella is probably my favorite. Nice. Not the easiest yeah. to work on, though, I'll tell you. <laughs> it doesn't grow that well. Well, Dr. Donato. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. To our listeners, that was Dr. Gina Donato and a little snapshot into microbiology and microlab. My name is Peter. And my name is Abdul. And thank you for tuning in today. And we'll see you next time on the Tar Heel Prescription. Thank you. I'll talk about micro anytime. <laughs> <laughs>